0: Hey, parents, how
1: are you? Good, how are you? I'm
0: good, I'm doing well. What's going on?
1: Good, 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 good. Uh, first, can you, can you hear me good? Yeah,
0: you sound good.
1: All right, All right. perfect, perfect. So, um, first, I just want to say thank you uh, for doing this with me. Um, I've known you for a long time. Uh, family to me, I love your family, consider them family. Um, I've been watching you, uh, you've been doing an amazing job. Uh, with Court Court, Um, and I've been watching everything that that you've been doing during this pandemic um, and and how you're pushing the culture forward, so I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, Number one, and and I salute you, Um, I've been so honored to know you down through through the years, Um, so yes, thank you again for doing this with me. Um, So let's just get right into it. Um, You are, you love youth development. Um, You are an educator. Uh, You got your master's degree, um, in child in early childhood education, right?
0: My first yes, and students with disabilities. So the dual degree.
1: Perfect, perfect. Um so let's start start there. Um I know that you are a mental wellness advocate as well. Um yeah. as am I. Um so how does like how do you think that mental health, you know, affects the youth uh in your classroom? Like what have you been seeing?
0: So, considering it's the summer, we're not in the classroom itself right 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 i kind of get like twofold where Mm -hmm. during remote a lot of them were complaining about stress um saying Mm. it's too much work it's too much it's Mm -hmm. too much and when i took the time to reflect and break it down with them it wasn't Mm -hmm. the work that was too much it was the circumstance Mm -hmm. wow so a lot of kids are dealing with anxiety They have taken Mm. everything, the pressure of the classroom and brought it home. And even with differentiation and uh, modifying assignments so that they're not dealing with as much, the Mm -hmm. idea of going to class at home is overwhelming Mm -hmm. for a lot of them. So think about the general ed student, right? A student like you or I in school having difficulty. Now imagine having a disability on top of that.
1: right? They're wow.
0: dealing with the pressures of the world and it's mm-hmm. impacting how they're comprehending and how they're navigating in the classroom and I, I really my heart goes out to them. I try to help them as much as I can because it's an unfortunate situation you know
1: mm-hmm. of course so let's take it back to when things were a little bit more normal, right mm-hmm. um, let's just say like like last year um. And you teach, um, I believe it's sixth graders, right?
0: Sixth and seventh,
1: yeah. Six and seventh graders, um, and special needs, right? So, how when you were in the classroom, how do you think mental health played a played a played a part in their learning on a regular basis?
0: Oh, it was everything.
1: Mm-hmm. It was
0: everything. Um, it's so many facets to just what mental health looks like in a classroom. So. Right. As the educator i want to reevaluate my mind frame right because if i personally walk into the classroom with an attitude and i'm looking at the kids around they're Mm -hmm. going to give off that energy but if i come in excited and we're ready to learn and we're activated the kids are Mm -hmm. too so one you're automatically affecting the mental wellness of a human being in general by the energy you provide to them so Mm-hmm. even for parents if you're at home and you're educating your child and you're like you got to get up for class you need to do this you need to do that they right. don't want to do it they're not excited about it they don't feel energized but if you're wow. like hey we're gonna sit in class today and, and knock out this mac and ela and after that you can have your hour on the playstation then they're like okay i could do that i might be able to negotiate with you because you're offering them choice and perspective Um, And I think that's one of the biggest things with mental wellness, is being able to shift your perspective. Mm So um, even beyond just how I present myself to the kids in the classroom, I wanna say how they work with each other, right? So a student with disabilities may find it more difficult to make friends. So they have to be presented the opportunity to do that and then to role play. They need to learn how to build relationships. You can't just tell someone, go outside and play if they really don't understand the concept of relationships. So understanding disability is a big part in mental wellness. Like what is the root of their misunderstanding or their misconnection? And then Mm -hmm. how do we plan for those misunderstandings?
1: Wow, man, that's very powerful. And I mean, kids are blessed to have somebody like you who can actually uh, take the time to do those things, to be honest with you. and you know i salute all all teachers um it's, it's not easy uh to be completely honest with you um it's they are overworked and many times underpaid um and that's just that's on a general you know you know <laughs> um so again salute to you uh, cuz it's so important to have especially rep- representation in education mm-hmm. uh with with somebody like yourself um so let's talk a little bit about uh more about mental wellness so if it's, if it's so important, especially for our, you know, our young people, right, to, to learn about mental wellness, you know, um, and mental health. So why do you think that, especially in our communities, that that's not a big talking point?
0: So we have had our minds warped for mm-hmm. centuries. So mm-hmm. if you enslave a person, And if Mm -hmm. you decide to destroy their mind so that you can control their body, why would you want Mm. their minds to be well? Why would Mm. you promote that? Think about the Mm. the economics of the world and how slavery and everything Mm. else affects us. Why would you promote the wellness of the mind when that is the thing that you are trying to break down, capture, and destroy so that you can control, Mm. divide, and conquer? Mm. mm
1: mm mm Man, you just said a mouthful right there. I got, <laughs> I got to go go back and write that down. <laughs> Man, um, and so with that, so with that said, so how do we change the, of this narrative? So we know what happened, um, in the past, right? So how do we change and also navigate from never having this conversation on mental health, especially with our children, um, our black boys and girls. And how do we just now just kind of change the narrative and, and switch and, and say, hey, listen, this should be a core cu- cu- curriculum. Now, it may not be taught in schools, but even just in the home, you know, like with our brothers and sisters and things like that. And as parents, um, I know I'm not a parent yet, and you're not a parent yet, but how would you advise somebody to start changing the narrative in their house of having so, these conversations? And, yeah, go ahead. I would
0: start with just perspective. You got to work on Mm -hmm. you first because if Mm -hmm. I believe that I'm going to have a great day, some bad things Mm -hmm. might happen, but overall, I'm going to have a pretty good day. So it's your perspective shift. So when you see a child upset and angry, right, instead of going crazy and being frustrated, your first instinct should be, and this is, it takes a while to develop that instinct, right? It's practice. You should think Mm -hmm. and say, why is he acting like this? And then, if you don't know, ask. You—it's mm-hmm. so much power in asking a child why they're doing something because now they are forced to reflect and think about what they're feeling. So that mm. simple act of and calmly, right? You don't need to raise your voice, and you can still be stern and strict without screaming, right? So mm-hmm. it's very a, a teacher move that I, I gotta look where. the kids are acting up or like they're doing something wrong Mm
1: -hmm. and it's it's just
0: a simple I'm not playing with you Um, I asked you to put the book down three times and you didn't listen to me why are you acting like this what is it that I'm not understanding and they will be able to say she said this and 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 one day let it out and you gain the understanding you're like oh It has nothing to even do with what we're doing now. You're affected by something else. So let's talk about that. And really Mm -hmm. allowing them to get to the root of why they're feeling so that they can then later on work through situations like that when you're not around. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like in the home, taking an opportunity to talk to your kids about things that they like. Ask them Mm -hmm. why they are doing certain things. And if they don't know why, make them sit down and write about why. You're not getting up until Mm -hmm. you tell me why.
1: Because mm, once and that it-
0: child, it does so many things, right? That simple act. Mm-hmm. It's improving their reflective Practitioning skills. It's improving mm-hmm. their writing skills. And it's improving their expressive language skills. So now you've hit three things on the head With what looks like a consequence. But it's really you being able to have your child grow. They're able to grow mm. internally So they can then grow socially, emotionally, mm-hmm. physically And career-wise.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I love all that and it's funny because when my mom was a teacher too and i would and i would come back to the classroom and watch her with kind of the difficult um a student right as as they would be labeled and she would break them down a lot with communication and probing questions um kind of just like what like what you were saying and they would open up to her more so than any other other teacher you know and they would always send them you know those students to my mom and she would always get in um and navigate what was the root cause of what was going on um and it broke down a lot of barriers man so so what you're saying is is 200 is true um and the one thing that you did touch on is expression mm-hmm. that's huge um, and communication skills communication skills and expression and uh especially and that's i'm i'm very passionate about that especially with our young boys uh because they really need to learn how to communicate and how to express from a young age and be given that opportunity to do so and 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 that's something that i believe in the classroom too so if, if they're not getting it at home then they have a teacher like yourself right that understands how important those two things are you know to allow them to go ahead and to express themselves and to communicate and write things down you know i'm and a big know, component of journey go ahead. go ahead
0: i was just gonna say you're saying like a teacher like myself and that just bothered my spirit because mm-hmm. um i don't think i should be an anomaly i think it should be mm-hmm. normal i think it should be normal should for be. Children to have educators feed into them and pour into their perspective mm-hmm. and spirits so mm-hmm. I don't know how that's gonna work, but we're gonna do something about that because
1: I'm not okay with that. But go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, um, no, but, that, but that's it's a great point that you brought out. It's because a lot of times it's not normal because a lot of teachers are overworked and overpaid. I mean, excuse me, and underpaid rather, yeah. right? They bring that into the classroom and they bring the regular stresses of the world into the classroom. And a lot of times I've seen that they've taken, they've taken that out on the youth and on the kids. You know, I, I've seen, I've walked in in schools where I've seen, man, these these teachers berate these these kids, in their face, and 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 it's just like, whoa, like where's the compassion, right? Like where is your communication skills, right? So, you know, I I don't know how we can go ahead.
0: So, you, should... I think we have to know our student, right? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. In most cases, I would say you should never yell at a child, right? Mm-hmm. But in the classroom, where a student is used to that type of treatment at home, I can't mm-hmm. talk to him. First. I can't. I have to what? bring him to my level, right? And even when kids mm-hmm. are screaming, acting up, you want to meet them and bring them to your level. So if someone is screaming, mm. I might go. Who asked you what you're doing? I need to understand why this is happening so that right. we can, because they need to hear the chaos because that's what's familiar to them. Mm. So they might hear the chaos for a second and then be ro- like reeled into what's normal because they have to transition to this phase. Even when someone's yelling, if y'all are having scream screaming match, nobody's hearing each other. Sometimes you have to meet Mm -hmm. that person at their octave and then bring them down so that y'all can actually reason and make it make sense. So the teacher that yells, if she is strategic, that can be the most effective tool in her toolbox. But if Mm. she is not strategic, that can be the most damaging tool in her toolbox. Wow. So intentionality is important.
1: Mm. I, man, I love that. You're driving some gems. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so so when it comes to, you know, the, uh, the whole system of ed- education, right, and we understand what goes on as far as how much teachers are paid and things like that, how do we get that part to change? Be- because we, these are the very people that's investing in our youth, as it stands, is the teachers. They're with the kids, what, eight hours a day? seven hours a day right so they're the ones that is investing in our youth so how can they truthfully invest in our youth when they're not even being invested in themselves you know I, i i think that's problematic
0: it is problematic but it makes me think that america would have to shift their view on education for that to occur right and many other countries educators are as valuable for the work that we do as doctors are because Mm. doctors heal the body and we heal the mind so right in many most countries we are seen as that equal counterpart but in in america we're not so as far as finances i personally don't see that occurring unless educators Mm -hmm. decided to demand taxes and all these other things be raised because keep in mind unless you work in a private school you're you're an educator in a public sector for a reason mm-hmm. right because we could have went what? to Catholic school we could have went to charter school we could have went to all these other schools they don't require as much degrees as we have to get like to be a city mm-hmm. employee and work in the public sector um, you you're probably going to have to spend at minimum like 30k you got to get your degree. Mm. You have to take about mm-hmm. fifteen to twenty exams. You have to continuously mm. renew your license. You have to go through professional development consistently. Like we are real, we spend a lot to even get into the field, and then we have to continuously grow in the field. But right. at the same time, although we're doing a lot of investing in our career, I think the, the fact that it's a public sector is what keeps Mm -hmm. the rates so low like the government is like if we have to fund it we're not we're not gonna give you what you deserve we're gonna give you what we think we are able to dish out or you deserve
1: Mm. man that that i mean that that's a true that's truly an, an uphill battle um and that's tough you know and so it's like so to me it's like i think you have to be really passionate like somebody like yourself um to do this work, mm. right? Um, because me, me talking to you about education—it's almost was like talking to my mom about education. Because I used to say, "Mom, how do you do it?" Mm. Truthfully, like, how do you do it? I've seen the kids in there, and I'm not saying that they're bad, but I don't have the patience for it. I know I don't. You might have I know two hundred. You. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I know I don't. I don't have what you have like I I have different sets of skills but I can't do that for seven hours a day you say you
0: can't you say you can't but you have to it's a perspective Mm -mm. shift I don't you know it's so funny that we need more teachers of color right
1: the Mm -hmm. average
0: teacher um with no experience and only a bachelor's degree starts at fifty thousand dollars at minimum. I think actually that mm-hmm. might even be are selling it. I think right now they're starting at like fifty five or fifty six thousand dollars a year. And that's right. the start. Every single year that you are a New York City educator, you get a raise. So mm-hmm. we we are paid for our job. We're just not yeah, paid of course. what we deserve. We're not paid exactly. every- because to be quite honest, the amount of hours that I put in, I honestly believe that I should be making about 130 k right now as a sixth I know. Right? So mm-hmm. um, at minimum, right? <laughs> because as yeah, I grow in my career, real. I'm making way more than that. But the reality of it is as you take the time to learn in education, as you take the time to grow in your field, you realize that there is a passion in preserving the mind. And I think that's mm-hmm. what keeps me running, right. It's not the fact mm-hmm. that I'm dealing with behaviors all day, because once you get that bad kid, um, his attention and you understand why he's quote unquote bad or she's quote unquote bad, you no longer have a bad child. You have someone you mm-hmm. can communicate mm-hmm. with. You have someone right. you can build with. And most of nine times out of 10, that quote unquote bad kid is a leader a natural born leader who needs Mm -hmm. to determine how to hone in and use their leadership skills for positive reasons. And when you can capture the mind of that type of child and really let them know you are genuinely there for them, you no longer have behavior issues. So now you're able to teach content. You're able to explore. You're able to add fun and life and activity into it because you took the Mm -hmm. opportunity to shift your perspective and deliver mm-hmm. information in a way that they could relate to it not a way that you could relate to it but a way that mm-hmm. the child could relate to it and that that perspective shift mm-hmm.
1: is so important um and what you're saying um is so powerful you know and you know when i say me i think everybody has to know right where their i think their strengths are right and so when i say it's not for me i kind of know Seven, five days a week, seven hours a day, I just, you know, I don't know. That's just not for for, for me. I'm more of a uh, trainer, workshop, facilitator, come in for a day, and I'm out. Um, and, so you know, and you go day. to, to – <laughs> yeah, 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 and then, and then I'm out. Um, but, you know, we need, truthfully speaking, and I'm not just saying this because, you know, I've known you for years and your family, but truthfully, we need more people and, and more – more teachers like you, you know, who actually will have to have this passion that has this passion, um, to do what it is that, that you do, um, and do it well. Um, so you are to be applauded for, uh, uh, for, uh, for that, uh, because it's so needed to have representation in our community to do the work that, that you do. Um, so with that said, I so let's talk about adults.
0: That- <laughs> Hi, hey guys, hey guys in the chat. <laughs>
1: hey what's going on so let let's let's kind of shift gears towards stress because you mentioned it earlier about you know some some of the kids having anxiety and and things like that with everything that's been going on um right here today and i know stress management i I mean when i was going to school it wasn't a thing um do you think that that learning about stress management should be introduced in the classrooms I think and, not, and not and not like gym, is- and, and not like gym class, but like real, real, real stress management.
0: Um, I don't, I don't think it should be called stress management because right. stress looks different for every single person. But I do think mm-hmm. it should hundred percent be in everything that we do. Right? It's mm-hmm. just in this concept, like telling the kid go study, and then you're like, Yeah, how am I supposed to study? <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 just go do it but how right. what am i gonna do uh mm-hmm. you the book you go through the chapter you align it to the key points you relate it and determine what's the key point and how they re- and whatever it is that they're studying for everything will be different right so it's it's teaching them how to use their skills so right. stress management doesn't need to be um this class on stress management it should be in the day. So right. if a child is having a behavior, they should go through a reflective practice because usually behaviors come from stress. Something is affecting mm-hmm. you and that's how you're acting out, right? Avoidance. If a child is avoiding everything, they don't want to do anything. That is a, a trigger mm-hmm. that's showing that they are stressed. So they need avoidance mm-hmm. management, right? So I think mm-hmm. that we should steer away from the term stress and really mm-hmm. focus on trigger. What is triggering this behavior? What's triggering this emotion? What is triggering right. this activity? So that we can really hone in and, you know, plan for those misunderstandings. Right. Mm. That and
1: that and that's very, 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 very powerful. Um, wow, and and that's true because I, I really didn't think of it in in that way. Um, because I do because re- when I was growing up, that wasn't even even remotely thought of you know yeah, like know. we were taught very very differently <laughs> yeah you know we were very taught very very differently um so uh, wow that, i definitely appreciate that uh perspective so let's shift it to adults so what are some of your best practices um in mental health and ment- and mental wellness so like what do you do to kind of uh de-stress what do you do um to kind of decompress like what's some of your best practices that you would suggest
0: So, first, I definitely had to take time to learn myself. This pandemic Mm. allowed me to learn so much, and not even just the pandemic. Like, throughout the last few years and even just being an educator, I'm forced to be a reflective practitioner, right? I have to know in my career how to plan for the next day. So, that means I have to know what did I do right today and do it Mm -hmm. again. What did I do wrong today and fix it for the next time? And then Mm. how do I add my own pizzazz and creativity to it? So in our Mm. own lives, I would suggest that we do a similar type of reflection where we're saying, "Okay, what happened in my day and Mm -hmm. how is it making me feel? Now, now that I have an understanding of what I'm feeling, let's let me dig a little deeper and think about why I'm feeling that way. And once you're able mm. to really tune into who you are as an individual, you will then mm-hmm. be able to elevate and figure out what it is that moves you. Because a morning for me, a normal day where I'm able to just decompress looks like starting my day in prayer, throwing on some gospel music and just blasting mm-hmm. and, and being in worship. And then after that, I might throw in some twerk music and start dancing and playing <laughs> around. right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, after, after doing that, I'm going to jump into some work. I'll have something to eat, and then I'll take a break, and I'll start drawing. And I'm, I'm throughout mm. my day, I'm planning breaks that relate to things that I love. So I know every mm. morning I'm going start with worship and playing around. Then I'm going to get into some work. Then I'm going to plan out another break, and I'm going to get into some drawing. Then I'm going to do some more work. Then I'm going to record a couple videos and then I'm going to get back mm-hmm. into some stuff at work. And then my day is done and I don't want to be bothered until the next. So <laughs> it's, a, right. it's planning for those breaks and planning for your piece that I find the most effective practice.
1: Wow. That's, that's, that's perfect. Wow. Um, so I know we talked about this uh, the, the other day, but community strategy mm-hmm. um and having some action items um for the state of our community um and what does that look like i mean we have a lot of different there's a lot of different issues and problems that go on um in our community right and there's of course there's the racial in- inequalities that's going on right now we we understand that we know that um to me a big a big one um is in our finances obviously mm, right yeah so, and and then there's general, just general education, right? Um, employment and things like that. So there's a lot of different action items that we have in, in our community that needs to be addressed. Um, so where do you think we start with that? Um, to me, um, I tuned in to, to your live yesterday and, and you were having a great discussion on wealth. Um, I did one a couple of weeks back uh, with Joel. Um, I think those type of conversations are very, very needed to attack our finances, uh, to a, to attack some of the things that's going on as far as, uh, you know, our debt, um, income, savings, and, of course, and things like that. That's a part of it, of having these types of conversations, right? Um, uh-huh. But what else do you think that that we could do to attack some of these issues that plague our com- community?
0: So, one for one, Joel even helped me with a perspective shift. Watching you guys... Shout, out, their- shout out to Joel. Right? <laughs> happy birthday, bro.
1: <laughs> happy uh, birthday, happy brother. Birthday. Uh, not yeah, happy. It was yesterday.
0: Not, not, You're not, you, you my family. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, uh,
0: definitely. <laughs> um, he definitely allowed me a perspective shift when I heard him say, we don't have communities. We have a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. places where people reside, not places mm-hmm. where people are com- are going through transactional methods of growth. And
1: Mm. not just from an
0: economic standpoint, that hits every single aspect of our community. In education, Mm -hmm. we don't want to go to school. We don't want to be in the classroom. We're bored. We're aggravated because we're not given a community to thrive in education. Mm -hmm. Black people thrive off of art. We thrive off of culture. We thrive off of community. Why is that not embedded in the normal routines of the school environment? I Talk honestly to. believe we, it is our duty to re- revamp and revise education. We are supposed to make sure that we are educating the way that these kids are learning. If that child is on the game every single friggin' day and doesn't want to get off, we need to have Mm -hmm. developers create a game that the kids can get Mm -hmm. on and play mathematical content with. Go through those ELA stories and while they're watching the different things happening on anime, have little pop-ups where they have to fill in the blank and answer questions and really engage. We have to teach kids how they learn. And I think... We're not taking enough time in our communities to invest in our children. Right now, education is a big pot where people are trying to take a piece of it instead of cultivating it. And that's just the issues in our community. So we need to, I believe, come to one, educating each other, saying, hey, these are the resources that I have at my disposal. Take them. If anybody is on this live and you're like, I need resources for X, Y, and Z and I am able to offer take them I have no issue mm-hmm. sharing wealth of knowledge of wealth no issue with sharing resources to attain wealth and I believe more people mm-hmm. need to get in that mindset so being okay with sharing how do you share knowledge mm. how do you share right peace? how do you share information how do you share peace? how do you share peace and harmony how do you share love what do we mm-hmm. share we are so right. stingy and we are so um, to ourselves. And so I. this is mine and this is the only thing I have territory over. We don't even sh- want to share our friends. So mm. we don't even allow them an opportunity to grow. So if we're so territorial over everything, how will we allow our minds to expand beyond what we already know? We have to get into mm. these routines of sharing. And I think that's the most effective thing that we can do as a people. So if I know that I have access to someone in real estate and you're looking to buy a home and these people on this side of the country are trying to charge you an arm and a leg, but I know this person can get you a better deal. I'm going to share the plug. It's no, it's no reason for me to not do it because if my family is growing while I'm growing, I'm winning. Who wants to be around Mm -hmm. people that are starving their entire lives? You want the people that are with you to eat with you so no one is hungry. Mm. Because the person mm-hmm. that's hungry is gonna do one of two things. They're gonna, dis- they're gonna be outcasted or remove themselves from the situation, or they're gonna come in and they're gonna cause turmoil and chaos and just break everything apart. And both mm-hmm. of those are bad for the family. Both of those are bad for development. And black people as a family, we are either running away from the issues that society is throwing at us or we're causing chaos in them. We Mm. need to get to a point where we become comfortable with sharing resources so that we have this outward reach of growth and then also being comfortable saying, hey, this person is asking me for a favor. Let me figure out how they can benefit me as well. Or I'm gonna ask this person for a favor. Let me see how I can benefit them since i'm the one coming to them and don't look at Mm -hmm. that as an issue but look at it as sharing growth it's not oh you you asking me for this because i asked you no it's we're coming to a mutual understanding that i respect your craft you respect my craft i want to see you you want to see me win so we're gonna win together Mm -hmm.
1: powerful so powerful and something so um, as small as working together, right? And, and and not everything is about a profit, right? Like, so in a couple of weeks, I'm doing a, a IG live um, for two hours with um, somebody who is gonna be with me, and she she's an HR executive, and she um, is going to really run the gamut. Me and her are gonna both run the gamut on everything from career. It's gonna be it's gonna be career focused, so it's gonna be. Um, about resume writing. It's going to be about interviewing. It's going to be about negotiating salaries. It's everything, right? So I put that out on my IG story that that's going to be happening in a couple of weeks. And if you know somebody who can benefit from, from all of that, then just tell them to pop on IG Live. And somebody texted me and they were like, why don't you do it as a Zoom in charge? And I'm like, listen, I get it. Listen, we all out here to make money. We all trying to make money. Believe me. And, of course, this right here is going to be valuable in- information, 110%. I already know because I'm very well-versed um, in HR, and she's very well-versed in HR, too, and what she does, and we're going to come together and do it together for two hours. And, and, she, mm-hmm. and they're like, you'll well, do a Zoom in, and charge. And I'm like, that's not what we're doing. Like, we're going to oh. give this to our, to our community for free. That's right. And, and because we want people to succeed. We want people to be able to, to be educated and say, hey, so when they go to the table, they know how to negotiate. So when they sit down with their resume, they know what to write. So when they sit down across from somebody, they know how to interview, how to prepare for promotion and things like that. Like, oh, we're going to cover a lot of these different things in those two hours. And people are like, man, like you should charge for that, man. That, like you can make a lot of money. And I'm like, that's not what it's about right now. Like we're in the pandemic. People are losing their jobs left and right. You know what I'm saying? It's about so pushing the culture the forward. The no, it's not. But I mean, good.
0: I was like, think about the power in providing a free service, right? So we're yeah. on this live right now, and we're doing this 100%. for free. We're yeah. offering community insight to our perspective as professionals to something that um, a lot of people would have to pay for because I do yeah. professional development, and most people do mm-hmm. have to pay for my time and my services. But. Yep. What you open the door for is an opportunity for more people to be inspired. So now mm-hmm. you're creating relationships without even knowing you're creating relationships. Mm-hmm. Because who's to say that someone comes on, sees the live, and is like, wow, that was really dope. That was a great perspective on stress mm-hmm. management and I really want to learn more. So now let me hit yep. her up and ask her about this and let me figure this right. out. Or let me then spread the message and actually use the strategies in my household. So now mm-hmm. doing a free service, you have positively, positively impacted multiple families, right. whereas right. if you charge for it immediately, you no longer, you only have one sort of audience. Mm -hmm. only the people that paid are going when you could have had a greater reach so many things i do think do need you know you have to eat so you want to create contracts or agreements and make sure you're making money on the back end but Mm. certain things when you have a passion for growth you do genuinely for your community you do to see the people that you care about succeed
1: exactly and that's why when we had this idea we discussed it and we were just like this is an amazing opportunity to to really to get our to galvanize our community so that when they get into these positions of of employment and career that they'll be able to to just hit the ground running and go and that can create more more wealth opportunities more career opportunities and and so that they can push it forward because when we had this discussion it, it was like it's needed in our communities and working in, and our, our, when I was working in nonprofit and I was teaching job readiness training courses. Wow. I took for granted everything that, that I knew. I thought I was like, well, everybody knows this stuff. I don't know why I'm teaching it. And then when I, the first day, my first class and, and when I realized people don't know a lot of these things about resumes, about interviewing, about negotiating salaries, about follow-up after interview, like I said, I thought, everybody, I thought everybody knew this. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. So then I understood. And that's how I got the passion for it. And then when I was in corporate, I was, you know, interviewing and hiring people, um, you know. And so it's just, and then being in HR, being in recruiting as well, knowing like knowing the pitfalls, knowing, like knowing what a lot of these hiring managers are looking for. This powerful information that a lot of people, uh, yeah, no. Nah, so I'm saying it's just a, it's a powerful information that people don't know you know and so when i got with stana i said hey i said we got to do something because she was getting because we we just did a live about a week ago and people were asking her follow-up questions to our live and and me too so we said we should come together again and do something big for the community um and just do it free um so you know so that just i'm just saying i said that just to say you know everything that you said is a hundred percent true you know, we need to work Travis, together.
0: Look, because even more so, you. You're, I don't even know if you understand the impact that you're making. Like, what well, you're doing is great. It's really like an expansion because now you're creating an arsenal, right? So mm. we're doing these lives and connecting, and then we're connecting to other people doing lives. We're connecting to viewers. Yeah. And as we are growing in our careers, they have the opportunity Mm -hmm. to do so also. So now I can come to you and say, hey, Terrence, I need a life coach to come into this room and do X, Y, Z for my students. I need someone that can speak to my kids about mental wellness. I need someone Mm -hmm. who's a rapper that can come in and add art to whatever it is that we're doing. So now you are expanding your resources by offering services Free, And I'm not saying offer every service for free. I'm saying offer things that will benefit the growth of your brand. Mm -hmm. And that's what these lives are doing because I, I don't make money off of these lives, but I make sure that I I stay, I stick to them. I do what I got to do because I know Mm -hmm. on the back end, I'm going to receive a greater profit than I would have made for charging someone to come in and watch me speak on a zoom i 'm going to right. receive a greater profit in resources i 'm going to receive a greater profit as mm-hmm. far as networking i 'm going to see a greater profit in being able to view and reflect on what it was that I'm doing because I have the video footage to go back to that being mm-hmm. able to expand your resource, I personally believe is way more valuable than charging someone a one time fee to say, "Hey, thank you, ma'am, and never see them again. You want to think mm-hmm. in this return. Like, what, yep. what kind of return am I going to get on my investment? And that's what you're mm-hmm. doing by offering that service. So I definitely commend you for that. And it, it comes back to the idea of group economics, right? Us sharing mm-hmm. resources. Us invest investing in our mental health to say, hey, I am so overwhelmed by work right now. Oh, I remember that when my dad was doing X, Y, and Z, and I, and he was overwhelmed with work, it made me be stressed out. So the idea of being overwhelmed gives me anxiety. So now I'm going to handle that a little differently, right? So learning Mm. about what in your childhood trauma is affecting your adulthood lifestyle will really Mm -hmm. impact your mental wellness and help you to develop that connectivity that you need to continue growing.
1: Mm. You just said a whole lot, and I loved it. Um, man, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, the gems that you're dropping is absolutely, um, incredible. Wow. jeez, you have grown a lot, my friend. Wow. <laughs> you have a lot of wisdom. Um, it's like I said, um, I just will, again, thank you for, uh, for doing this. I do appreciate it. And, um, so I think at this point, what I want to do is to ask you one question. And that's, if you look back to your 20 year old or 18, 19, 20-year-old self, what, what would be one piece of advice that you would give her?
0: I would tell my 20-year-old self mm. to not allow fear to step in the way of your greatness. Mm, I believe mm, that mm. fear is the number one killer of adventure, of exploration, mm. of growth. And even for myself, fear is has often created an imposter where I may not feel good enough to sit in a room with people that have all these doctorates and doing all these different things. And I had to come to the realization that God does not call the qualified. He qualified the called. So if he's calling you on a mission and he's calling you for a purpose and he's calling you for a mm. reason, it is your duty mm. to remove fear from your life so you may complete it. Because it's going to be terrifying. Oh but do not allow Mm -hmm. the fear to stop you from succeeding. And I think I would have been doing this type of work a lot earlier had Mm -hmm. I not let fear step in the way. And don't get me wrong. I appreciate all the lessons I learned along the way, but that's just Mm -hmm. a piece of wisdom that I would have appreciated having and someone dropping Mm -hmm. on me at that time in my life. And that quote um, did not come from me. That's from, uh, live in the Den with Rebecca in the morning. She was on there mm-hmm. with a guy. Um, I can't remember his name, but Jesse L or something of the sort. Mm-hmm. And he said, and that touched me and I've been running with it. Like
1: That hit me just now. You gotta say that again. You gotta say that again.
0: God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Working
1: mm. your purpose. That, you that your purpose. right there. Ooh, that is a quotable in and of itself wow Mm -hmm. that 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 hit me in a special way and but you're right though fear but another thing that you just said uh you said that fear creates an imposter
0: Mm. was that you no that's rebecca
1: okay it doesn't matter (laughs) it 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 doesn't matter but that but that's powerful though um And it's it's something I never thought of in that way about fear creating an imposter of somebody who that's not really you.
0: And it makes you think,
1: you know, mm -hmm.
0: because fear will have you thinking that you're not able to be successful. Fear will have Mm. you thinking that you can't be good enough. Fear will have you hating on somebody. Fear will have Mm. you judging somebody else because, you know you're not good enough to do that, so they can't be good enough to do it, so now you're talking crap about them. That's your fear being projected onto someone else. So fear mm. will allow you or force you into a box. We are not mm. beings meant to be boxed. We were, not mm. forced to be in, we were not born to be in cages, and fear will force you and trap you into a cage. At some point, you got to find your way out you have to take the time to invest in your mental wellness and to reflect and to learn about yourself so you can wake up because it's it's easier said than done. It is a mission to, and I still invest in my mental health daily so I can continue to grow. But the reality Mm. is fear will come in and create this imposter syndrome and make you believe that you are not good enough. Fear Mm. will make you think that you can't venture out and jump on and be as good or better than someone else because of Mm -hmm. comparison and judgment when the only person you should have been competing with was the person you was yesterday. When I go Mm. online or do different things, make content, I'm not looking at other creators for ideas. I'm looking Mm. at my videos and my work multiple times to say, what did I love about it? What did I not like about it? And how do I make it better? Mm. So I'm competing with me every day. Mm-hmm. And that's what fear will stop you from doing. Fear will have you competing with the rest of the world. Let the imposter go. Tell them to get out of here. Invest in yourself so that you can grow.
1: Mm, that's, and that's so powerful in and, and, and so many different ways. And also stop looking to people for to validate you. That's um, right. I know that we're human and and listen i fall victim to it like when i first did my my first live um and i just started this this whole platform with this incredible uh girl this young w- woman and and you know i said people need to hear what you guys people have to, they have to hear it i want them to hear it and then when i went on the live and i think i think it peaked up to about 10 people and I didn't feel validated that people were watching, right? So I was a little bit upset. And it's, mind you, it's as I was doing the live, I was getting a little heat. I'm not going to lie to you because she was spitting so much, so much facts and gems as you are. And she's 26 years old and, and she's in STEM and she has two nonprofits. She has two nonprofits. And, and I'm like, yo, people need.
0: people need okay.
1: to okay yeah and so
0: that's a, that's a big thing like but don't mm-hmm. don't get invested in who's in the room who's not in the room. Right. you invest in who right. is in the room right because of course people up there on that live right now guess what they're sitting there saying hey this is valuable and they'll be touched and then hopefully mm-hmm. god willing they go and touch somebody else and then the cycle mm-hmm. continues right so i'm not yeah Try not to worry about who's not in the room because of the course. people that are in the room are worth your, investing, your investment. Right.
1: right? Mm-hmm. So, so let me tell you how that works. So, so during the live, I was like, oh, okay, all right, whatever. And I finished it and I, I was a little bit irritated. You know, just the human part of me was just very irritated. I was like, oh, man, this is so good. And I'm like, man, I said, I, you know, I bet you if I was doing some music stuff, some ratchet stuff, some sports or this or that, I would have, you know, I, I started going with that mentality and stuff like that, just going down that, that black hole. And literally, I think 10 minutes after I posted the video, 10 minutes later, I got a, a message from somebody who I haven't spoken to in like, you know, a few months. And they were just like, I saw of live." It was completely amazing. It touched me and it, it inspired me to to now Welcome start something that life. I wasn't doing. And I and, and, and I was just like, okay, like it just
0: that was your just confirmation. Like
1: it was, you, and and I was just like, okay, so I understood. And same thing, like you said, it's not about the thousands of people that's supposed to be. It's it's about who exactly that you're speaking to at that moment. And even, and even if you can get one person and change their life, then that means that's that that it was worth it and it definitely just changed my whole perspective and and I, and then since I've been doing it probably like yourself I've been getting the same type of confirmations that of the reasons why I'm doing this work right. um and that's why I'm so happy that you're doing this work because you are a powerful young woman <laughs> powerful um to the highest um and I think even just by me doing this live with you I think I've learned you know so much even just about you um, you, you might think you know a person. You might think you, you you might know how powerful that they really are. But when you do stuff like this, you really get to see how powerful that they really are, and you are a force to be reckoned with. And I'm so glad you are educating our youth. I'm so glad that, that that's what you're doing, um, because we need people like you and educators like yourself. Uh, we got about ten minutes left, um, so. If, is there anything just first of all drop people where they can find you on social media just so people can find you connect with this woman uh because she is amazing please tell them
0: so my at name is course court i'm open to connection as far as development What is it is that you need if you are a small business and you're trying to become a doe vendor i can definitely help you with that i believe that. All small businesses need to have a DOE vendor license. I'm organizing Mm -hmm. a summit September 2nd where I'm bringing multiple principals, assistant principals, superintendents in a room with small business owners who have DOE vendor licenses so that there's no red tape and they can hire them to work and actively promote their businesses in the school setting. So please get your DOE vendor license. And September 2nd at the BU Summit. It is going to be amazing. I'll drop the link and we'll start promoting August 2nd. It is going to be phenomenal the amount of gems that's going to be dropped. I kind of just sat down and understood that the biggest issues in our communities were academics, economics, and consciousness. I said, mm. What is it that we're, we're missing, right? We're missing that investment in academics. It's not cool, it's friggin' boring then we're missing the investment in consciousness. We weren't taught to do it because slavery was the decomposition comp- of our minds. So they're wow. not going to tell us to invest in our health because why would you tell somebody to invest in their mental health when you use their mental health to control them, right? So mm. we need to get into that for ourselves. And then economics. We do not control import, export, goods, food, or anything else of the sort. So how do we then effectively build our communities? So this summit is going to be designed for that community and then to throw everything about ageism out the window. We're going to have experienced older professionals talking to middle age professionals, talking to students that already own businesses, and they're going to be mm-hmm. in, a, in on a panel discussion discussing these topics, these terms, and how we can grow. After we discuss how we grow, we're going to have breakout rooms and jump right into those vendor-principal relationships. Direct networking, mm. direct community growth. So it's someone in Queens who is a black vendor and has no access to schools or Brooklyn or Staten Island in the boroughs. You're in the boroughs and you have no access and you are a small business, get your DOE vendor license. That's summit we are plugging you in. Please take advantage. Wow. Please take advantage.
1: Mm. that's amazing and when can they catch your live
0: so Wednesday Wednesday Mm
1: -hmm. I'm live at (laughs) 5 live at 5 don't you do a lunch one too at 11 or you moved it so
0: that was okay during remote learning I did an 1130 live um, that was mm-hmm. kind of my way of saying, I need a break from all this chaos and I'm going to take <laughs> yeah. my lunch to talk to people. Since I can't talk to people at work, I'm going to talk to people right. online, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, now considering that my work day has changed and I have okay. been really focusing on adjusting back to remote learning and adjusting to blended learning, what that's going to look like for the fall, I had to just mm-hmm. be practical about what timing was and how effective it would be so gotcha. Wednesdays I kind of rotate between two times I either go live at five or I go live at six thirty. but um perfect. next week we're, we'll be live at five
1: perfect um listen I I always try to tune into you as much as as possible um because it's like I said earlier what you're doing is absolutely amazing thank you for being you um you only right. have a few minutes a, a few minutes left um so Court's court. follow her, connect with her. She is an amazing person. Just beyond her accolades, she's an amazing soul, a queen to the highest order. Um, I appreciate you. I honor you um, and your family. Um, please say hello to your mom for me, please. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, um, if if that's it, you know, um, I don't have anything else. Um, you gave us a lot of soul food for us to eat right before dinner. So, you know, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A lot, a, a lot to digest. But thank you for doing this. Uh, with me. And I really appreciate it. Um, and listen, so I hope to do your show again. Um, I'm sure I'll have you come back on here, um, and talk some more cause you are amazing and powerful.
0: Thank oh, you. Keep doing your you. thing. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right,
1: keep doing your thing. Appreciate you.
0: Right. Have a good one. guys. Right. Thank you for tuning in. Later.
1: Take care.